0: You're listening to Anita Marks on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Harry Carson joins us here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. I miss you, boo. I miss you and your beautiful how wife. You
1: doing? <laughs> how you doing, Anita?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's really great to hear yeah. your voice. I miss your face. Um yeah. and, uh, and 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 please well, I'm know around. I, <laughs> I know we, we don't live that far from one another. I just know how much I I, I miss I miss you so and, and how much I appreciate yeah. you. Uh, joining me on the show. Harry, thank you very much. Uh, I I, I opened up the show and I gave gave the folks a little little insight in regards to the Fritz Pollard Alliance Foundation. Why don't you let the folks know out there exactly how long you've been associated with them and and, your support for them and and all that they do, please.
1: I've been involved with the Fritz Pollard Alliance since about uh, 2005, 2006. Um, and actually at that time, Kellen Winslow had been executive director and I got a phone call from, uh, Jerry Reese and Jerry Reese, uh, asked me if I would step in and fill the void from, uh, uh, with Kellen going to other, uh, interest. And I, I thought about it and I thought, do I really want to be a part of this organization that in essence, might be an antagonist against the NFL. And I thought to myself, yeah, yeah, because they are representing guys who really don't have a voice. You know, if they're guys who working to become coaches or scouts or whatever, um, I I could step in and help in some way <clears throat> to clear the way for guys to have much much more of an opportunity to, get to those positions. It's in, in essence, I joined the Fritz Pollard Alliance, and for the most part, we advocate on behalf of, of uh, a greater sense of diversity with racial uh, diversity and also gender diversity, because we also promote uh, females for various positions. And um, so I've been involved for about 16, 17 years with the Fritz Pollard Alliance, so this is not something new for me. It's not like I'm kind of talking out my rear end. I mean, I've been there, and uh, you know, I've sat in the room with the commissioner and Troy Vincent and and uh, Jeff Pash, and I uh, uh, sit with John Wooden and, and Cyrus Mary and, and Jeremy DeRue, and, and we, we go over the issues that are very relevant in, in regards to diversity. And and I have to say, over my years of working uh, with Fritz Pollard Alliance, I think that the NFL, to me, and, and this is just me, I think that they've always been very sincere, and they are very concerned about the lack of minority hirings, just like there are so many other individuals who you know, they're, they're trying to get to that next level and they're not getting that opportunity. And so for me, um, you know, I, I, I know how sincere everyone is, but it's not to me. It's not about the NFL. It really is about ownership and their reluctance to, uh, in my, and this is my opinion, bring someone of color into the equation to represent their organization.
0: Uh, You know, when I opened up the show, Harry, I I, I gave out some statistics and some percentages in regard to where we sit right now Mm. with the 32 teams, one head coach, which is 3%, four offensive coordinators, which is 12%, 11 defensive coordinators, which is 34%, six GMs, which is 19%. In the last twenty years, only fifteen of the one hundred twenty-nine head coaching vacancies were filled by African Americans. That's only eleven percent. And also, African Americans uh, have a a quicker hook in regard to getting fired once they are hired. Their average term is two and a half years, where Caucasians are three and a half. So the numbers obviously speak for speak for themselves.
1: Yeah, and if you're a minority coach and you get fired. It's very unlikely that you're going to get another job. You know, it's like one and done, and you don't get that opportunity to, like so so many other coaches, get to go someplace else, and and get another opportunity at being a head coach. So there are some uh, it, it, there there are some issues there that are legitimate, but um, it's it's just one of these things that. You know they're just owners, and that's just my opinion. Who are very hesitant to reach out and give, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm searching for words because I, I don't want to um, incriminate anyone, but there are people who are having some issues in, in regards to minority hunting, and it's not just at the head coaching or general manager positions two years ago. And every year we go down to senior bowl and we spend time with individuals who are down there to, you know, scout and so forth. But we have a a cross section of individuals who are, are there whether they're scouts or in the front office or whether they are coaches, but everybody's there to scout these, these players. And I think two years ago, Uh, it was a sobering experience for me to be in the room with all of those individuals to talk about how in the NFL, it feels like a bait and switch for so many young people who are trying to get that uh, opportunity to climb that ladder. They're told one thing and then the goalpost is moved to make it harder for them to become uh, maybe you know, different position in in, in scouting or in the front office or whatever. And to hear some of their stories for me was heart wrenching because I'm a black man who has faced discrimination and I know what they're feeling. And even though people look at me and they go, well, Harry Carson, he has made all that. I'm still a black man who experiences. Uh, discrimination, and I know what it feels like. And so when uh, Brian Flores uh, initiated the lawsuit, I could very much understand where he was coming from. Not only that, I think that, in essence, he has fallen on the sword for so many minority individuals who are working in the NFL, not just head coaches or coordinators, but those guys who really don't get much of a shot to fulfill their desire to move up within organizations.
0: Again, Harry Carson joining us here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Uh, Harry, when 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 the report first came out in regards to the class actions lawsuit, and and I'm sure you 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 spent. Time reading it and and digesting everything. The Giants are implementing it. Mm-hmm. The Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. obviously. The the request mm-hmm. in regards to tanking that he's allegedly claiming, with uh, with Stephen Ross and the owners of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you know, what was, a? What was your first? What was your initial reaction? And you know, you not only did you play for the Giants, you know, you you <laughs> you wear a gold jacket uh, because of your time with the Giants, and you still work for the Giants. You're part of their broadcast team. I, I mean, if you can kind of share with us, like, what was your first initial reaction and and how do you how do you, you know how do you feel about you know his claims?
1: Well, you know it's going to be his word against the Giants. It's going to be his word against Stephen Ross, and it's going to be his word against um, the Denver Broncos. Um, I for for me, this is not. I played for the Giants, but I try to represent the individuals who I feel are looking for some kind of assistance, who are looking for a voice, who, um, in essence, I hope we could help in some way, you know, climb those ladders. Um, But quite frankly, nothing surprises me. And I would be very surprised if that is the case. And there's no reason why I should not believe what he's saying, because, Uh, there are some owners who probably want higher draft picks and are willing to pay for, um, you know, coaches to, you know, not necessarily put everything into the game, but at least, you know, just sort of, you know, let's think about where our position is, you know, as we come down to the end of the season, how is it going to affect us? you know, with the draft. So quite frankly, you know, that might be legitimate, but we have to wait and see exactly how everything plays out uh, in the court of opinion. Uh,
0: you know, uh, I, 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 since this but, came but, out, but, you but, know,
1: Amita, I, I don't, I, I, don't put anything past anybody when it comes to um, these situations, because I have been involved in certain things within the Fritz Pollard Alliance, and I've been privy to certain things that if I was to say something today, it will go all on record, and, and there'll be you know, people who are calling, so you know, guys from media and so forth. There are certain things that, as I said, I've been in the room. And so I have to pick and choose my words very carefully. And I'm not, uh, I'm not racist. I don't think the Giants are racist. I think that uh, you know there are things that are happening within the league, and you know uh, what has transpired this week. I think has been there's been a long time for this coming, and. Nobody wanted to step up and say anything, but Brian Flores has stepped up, and he understands, and he keeps saying it, he understands that it's not about him. It really is about all of those other guys who um, have been perhaps uh, burned in some way by not getting the shot, going on these sham interviews, and so forth, Um, and just understanding that the playing field is not level. And so he is, in essence, he he may never uh, coach another game uh, in the National Football League, but I think he feels good about it. If if that's the case and it doesn't happen, I I think he'll, he'll sleep very well at night knowing that he did the right thing.
0: A few more questions before I let you go, Harry. And, and that is, mm-hmm. first and foremost, we've, we've, we know that Hugh Jackson uh, has come out and said, listen, he'll, he's going to back Brian Flores in regard to his tenure and his time and what he experienced with the Brown and the Haslam family. So we'll see how. Do you feel that we're going to see and, and hear of other African-American coaches who have had similar situations like this step up along with Hugh Jackson to support Brian Flores in the next weeks or months?
1: I think because the door is cracked right now, I think you're probably going to hear more and more as time goes by of coaches who may have, um, you know, things may have been suggested to them because this is one of those moments where, you yeah, know, it's, it's time to step up. If if you've been uh, asked to do certain things, um, like not necessarily throw a game, but not but. Uh, um, perhaps not play certain players toward the latter part of the season to give your, your club uh, an opportunity to get a higher draft pick or whatever. Uh, now is that time for guys to um, step to the forefront and um, say whatever uh, truth they might have, and let's get everything out and let's just move forward. Um, So yeah, you know, I'll I'll just shut up right now and l- listen to whatever you you have to ask me. In this and
0: that. <laughs> uh, last one for you, and I'll let you get along with your uh, your Saturday afternoon. Mike got gut's telling me you guys are heading to Home Depot like you guys always do on a Saturday afternoon. But Roger Goodell came out and said that diversity, the diversity progress, is quote unquote unacceptable. They need to reevaluate, examine the guidelines. Also, he said that they're going to investigate the tanking. I actually think they should investigate everything. But, uh, you know, Teddy we understand can, yeah. he, makes, he makes over $60 million and the owners pay his salary. So I'm sure he's treading on water. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my, my last question to you, Harry, is, you know, A, what do you feel needs to be done differently? How can these owners be held accountable for their hiring practices? And do you think that we'll ever see a change in this lifetime?
1: Um when you're working with uh billionaires, most billionaires uh, think that they can do whatever they want to do and who is who is the Fritz Pollard alliance to tell me what I can and cannot do and who I can and, and or shouldn't hire or whatever. We don't try, we don't try to force anything on anyone. What we try to do is just try to uh, create that, uh, that, that that greater sense of diversity and and just make the NFL a little bit better than what it appears to be now. You know, a lot of you see a lot of black faces on, on the field or people of, of color, men of color. You see more females getting involved with um, uh, football. You see more females on the sidelines. And I'm not talking about um, cheerleaders. I'm talking about uh, uh, ball clubs who are definitely about diversity, like Kansas City and Buffalo and, and Tampa. You know, they've got female coaches. And so, you know, change is coming at a very slow rate, but I'm very disappointed with um, the head coaching uh, positions or general manager positions because um, I know there are guys who are well-equipped who have the means to uh, be uh, outstanding coaches, but because of, and, and again, I go back to this is what I feel because of the color of their skin. I think that, um, you know, some people are very, people who are in the position to create change are very uh, hesitant to have certain individuals or or certain people of color represent their organization. And hopefully that will change as we move forward. You know, coaches coach. And um, like I said, there are are a lot of fantastic uh, guys who are out there who should be getting the opportunity to coach, but they're not. And, Again, you cannot force someone who owns a club to uh, do what you want them to do. They're going to do what they want to do. So um, I I think the only change that really can take place is if you have um, African-Americans who are um, in a position of ownership where – you know they can truly uh, hire the people that they want to hire, whether they be black, white, purple, or whatever. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens as as we move forward.
0: Harry, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Uh, oh, so valuable and and so insightful and uh, and just know how much we appreciate it here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Thank you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your okay. weekend. Okay, you're quite welcome.